Good afternoon and welcome to all those who have tuned in with us at station KKVV, where you are listening to Sabbath service at Abundant Life Seventh-day Adventist Church. You may log on to our website at www.abundantlifelv.org, or you may visit us at 1720 North J Street, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89106. Our church's contact number is 702-647-2627. We are pastored, pastored by Russell Lewars, and our first elder is Clarence Brown. Our speaker today is none other than our very own Pastor Russell Lewars, and the title of his sermon is Giving When It Hurts. Immediately following the musical selection, the next voice you will hear is that of Pastor Russell Lewars. Hear ye him. Good morning, church, Good morning. and have a Sabbath. Resurrection power fill me this 
some more. Thank you for blessing us. Jesus be Jesus in me. <laughs> what a word. What a word. What a message. It ties in so wonderfully with the message today. I believe you should be more refreshed that you have prayed with each other today. Am I right, saints? I thank God for the opportunity and the privilege of prayer. I believe as a church we should do more of it. Because we believe it is important, Miko, to pray. Not just when we are in need, but have a lifestyle of prayer. Uh, that's what I want for myself. <laughs> uh, for most of us, we never know we need prayer until the devil comes down upon us. Then we pray. I want a lifestyle of prayer. What about you today? I want to pray. Let's pray. Father, do your thing. You, Jesus, not me. You. High and lifted up before us today. For your sake, amen. I want to thank the musicians because I appreciate them. Thank you. And everyone who has been serving. We have been talking as a family about stewardship for several weeks now. And we know now that stewardship is not just about your money. Ella <laughs> Sanford, if there's anything we should have learned so far, is that stewardship is not simply about putting money in the offering bag. We've been looking at the stewardship of spiritual gifts, Steve using our spiritual gifts, and we have been looking at the stewardship of our finances. We have been looking at stewardship of, of our health. Remember that sermon I preached? Fat, sick, and nearly dead? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Stewardship of our health, and we have been spending time on the stewardship of service in our church, not waiting on people to meet my needs, but meeting the needs of my church. We have also been reminded that if we want a loving church, then we need to, we need to be loving members. If we want a spiritually sound church, we need to be spiritually sound in our own lives, from the pulpit to the pew. If we want mission-minded church, we need to be mission-minded ourselves. And if we want a more fellowshipping, abundant life, then be an initiator of fellowship 
in this church body. We've been reminded that giving our service to God, and when you hear giving, I want you to think service. Think service. We were reminded that giving our service to God reminds us who he is, who we are, and the responsibility we have about the blessings we receive. Hmm. We'll also realize that stewardship, and I'm not making any excuse for reviewing here, we've been learning that stewardship is the responsibility of managing what belongs to God. So this, this is serious business. Serious because our giving is connected with our spirituality. For better or for worse, giving is connected choir to our spirituality. <laughs> That's why Luke says, turn your Bibles to Luke 6:38. Hope you brought your Bibles. Did you bring your Bibles? Yeah. Abundant life is about the Bible. You know, Bible. <laughs> Basic information before leaving earth. The B-I-B-L-E, Luke. So you get, you get the Bible from Pastor Lee Wars. Oh, yeah. Luke, what chapter did I say? Mm -hmm. that's, that's the chapter I said. Luke 6 and verse 38. And somebody's Bible, because this is not mine, so I can't preach and say, my Bible says, this Bible I found outside. <laughs> and this Bible says, give, and it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and will be put into your where? For with the same measure that you use it, will be what? Hmm. Then, then, then there's this passage speaking to the attitude of the giver. The attitude. What did I say, church? Attitude. Yes, some people got attitude. <laughs> attitude. God is concerned about our attitude, Courtney. Our attitude. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. What book did I say? Yes, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts of Apostles, Romans, 2 Corinthians, 1, 2 Corinthians. Yeah, you know it. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6. Talking about the attitude we need to have as members of God's church. Members, disciples in abundant life, Sam. Our attitude. Let's see if our attitude is right today. <laughs> Second Corinthians 9, 6-7, yes. But this I say, he who sows... Oh, so, so I'm the only one up here. All right. So, the Bible says, verse 6, but this I say, he who sows, yes, will also reap, and he who sows, will also reap. So let each one give as he purposes in his, aha, uh -huh. not say the word grudgingly, don't grumble, don't grumble, or of necessity, for God loves a mm -mm -mm. hallelujah, -wee. here we go, God loves a cheerful giver, that word cheerful is significant in the Greek, because the Greek word for cheerful is the root word for which, from which we get the word hilarious. 
<laughs> hilarious. And, 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 and certainly I'm not saying that every time you see the deacons and the deaconess, they come around, you just start boo-hooing and high-fiving each other and getting excited. That's not what this is talking about. That means you have a spirit of thankfulness. Uh, when we're serving and when we're giving to God, Paul is saying, Steve, just go ahead and enjoy yourselves. Now, they're not excited yet, but they will. Yeah, I start out early. Uh, let me deal with a little bone that most of you are chewing on. Because, you know, if you want the church to go silent, let's talk about money. If you want them to holler and say amen, talk about their sins. <laughs> so let me deal with a little bone. Most of us, I won't say most, some of us Christians, baptized Christians, have been chewing on. I want to fix this up front. Listen to me. Faithful stewardship doesn't require us to deny the real needs of our families or give until there's nothing left to give. But God expects us to trust him to deliver. And he expects us to give even when, when we're hurting. See, even if you don't feel like singing, sing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> even if you don't feel, if you had a rough week, high five somebody. Yeah. Even if you, your dog died, hug somebody anyway. Because God has been good to you. And you are alive today to testify about what God has done for you during this week. So go on and high five your neighbor. Just high five your neighbor right now. High five! Yeah! Because God has been good. Even if you served as deacon for seven long years. And no, the church didn't ask you this time to be head deacon. Go on and serve another seven years. Yeah. Now, now that we cleared that up, let's go look at my main subject for this moment. Now, that wasn't really what I had, right? Really what I had right here is Mark. What book did I say? The book, Mark. Chapter 12. And I told you the subject is giving when it hurts. Yes. Giving when it hurts. Mark chapter 12. And in this passage, in this passage, in this passage, in this passage, Tristan, in this passage, a lot of Christians wished that this passage was not in the Bible. <laughs> Verse 41 is the one where, where I am. Most, most Christians, they, they wish this wasn't in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's in there. It's in there. Yeah, right here. And Jesus is in the midst of this passage right here. F follow this passage as we look at a sister, a widow, Mark doesn't even bother to tell us her name. Nameless. But it's not her name that was so compelling, but that thing she did that Sabbath morning caught the eye of Jesus. Mark 12 verse 41 says, look at it. Now Jesus, read it. Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury and, and what? Hoo-wee! Yeah, yeah, yes! He's 
you're going to see why I get so excited. Yes! And many who were put in. Stay there, stay there. Don't go anywhere, don't go anywhere. See, I don't think that some of us realize, realize Jesus is here watching us. How do I know this? Uh, I think because if we actually were conscious of his presence among us, our approach to the sanctuary, to church, would be a little different. We would be a little more mindful of our conversation in the sanctuary. If we understood that Jesus, he sat opposite the treasury, sitting here with us, watching us. The text says that Jesus sat and observed the service and the giving. He isn't concerned about where they gave, when they gave, or how much they gave. But he's discerning the mental state of the worshipers. The Bible has a lot to say about how people give. How people give. 1 Samuel. Go here now, audio team. 1 Samuel 14. Go there in your Bibles. 1 Samuel 14, 17 to 23. 1 Samuel 14, 17 to 23. 17 to 23. And I, 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 I want us to read this. Are we ready? 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 All right. All right. There we are. New King James Version. And we are reading this passage speaking of the kind of givers, the kind of people we are. We have some different group of people in our churches around the globe. And one of those group of givers I've entitled the misguided giver. The misguided giver. So let's see now if the scripture speaks to this. Then Saul, read it. Then Saul said to the people who were now called the role and come on, read the scripture. And when they had called the role, surprisingly, Jonathan and his all right, all right, all right, all right. And Saul said to Ahijah, bring... Uh-huh. Now it happened while Saul talked to the priests that the noise which was in the camp of Philistines, of the Philistines, continued to increase. So Saul said to the priests, withdraw your hand. Now... Stop there. Stop there. Because this is not the text I want. So, we're going to find the text I want. Second Samuel. Let's go there. 14, this, is, this has nothing to do with my team back there. See if I, let's see if I can find it. Let's see if I can work it. If not, we'll move ahead. Let's see if I can find it. If not, we'll move ahead. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, all right, all right. The text I want speaks to Saul going to do the will of God. Here we are. Woo-wee. Hallelujah. First Samuel 15. Uh-huh. Yeah. There we are. My bad team at the back. Forgive me. Forgive the preacher. 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse, I want to start with verse 18. 
There we are. Verse 18. Yes. Right there. Verse 18. The Bible says, Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners. The sinners. The Amalekites and fight against them until they are consumed. Verse 19. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Agag, king of Amalek. I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. Verse 21, talking about misguided givers. But when, but, but the people, verse 21, but the people, Saul didn't even say I did it. The people took of the plunder, sheep and oxen, the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice it to the Lord your God in Gilgal. So the prophet Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. The most important thing is not the sacrifice. But does God have your heart? Money comes out of wallets and pocketbooks. But thanks, thanks comes out of hearts. Turn to Acts, the book of Acts now. Book of Acts. Acts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Acts chapter 5, 1 of 4. And now we can read this one together. We can read this one together. There's another group of, of, of givers in our church. We got the misguided group. We've got the Covetous givers. This is the second group of givers. The Bible says, let's read. Buddha, named with Sapphira, his wife. Verse 2. And he, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a and laid it at the, verse 3, but Ananias, why has to lie to the, and keep back part of the, of the land for yourself, verse 4, while, and after it was sold, was it not in your, why have you, you have not lied to You are not lying to the church if you don't give sincerely. <laughs> you are actually lying, the Bible says, to God. See, giving and service must first begin in a person who has given self. The reason giving has slowed is because some of us have not given ourselves and you cannot give all to God when the devil has your heart. But I notice another group in the church, another group, another group. This is the group Jesus loves, I think. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 now. Acts of Apostles, Romans, Corinthians. Yes, search the word. 2 Corinthians 8, 1 to 5. Mm-hmm. Yep, this is it right here. 1 to 5. 1 to 5. 2 Corinthians 8, 1 to 5. You're going to like this. 
This group of givers, of people who serve in the church, I call them the consecrated givers in the church. Consecrated. Yes. The Macedonians who first gave of themselves to the Lord, and the Bible says, I like it when you read it because then you don't leave here saying Pastor Lee Ward says. Let's read together. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God. Verse 2, that in great Stop, stop, stop right there. Stop. In a great trial of affliction, even when the economy was down in Macedonia, even when things were happening around the church that didn't look, it didn't look so good. Bible says the abundance of their joy and their deep Poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Come on, verse 3. For, read it, for I, that according to their, stop there, according to their what? Yes, and beyond their, stop. So not only did they give according to their ability, it says they did what? went beyond their they were what not a gun to the head they were freely willing read on imploring us with much that we would what verse 5 Don't that make you excited just a little bit? Just a little bit. A part of how you give, how you serve, ought to have some joy about it. In other words, are you grateful for the privilege of returning tithe? Are you rejoicing in it as you serve in the ministries of abundant life? Are you grateful about the opportunity to meet the needs of your church? Or do you give grudgingly when, 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 when you see the blue bags come? When, when, when the pastor starts preaching about stewardship, you, not again. We've been hearing that horse being ridden to death. Do we grumble when we give? Do we, are we grumbling as we serve, as officers in the church? Do we think we are just doing it for each other as we come here? and offerings, tithes and offerings given to God without meaning is empty to God. The thanks is really the gift. You see, God can manufacture money. You don't believe me? You don't believe me? Some of you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You've been, you, have you ever been in a position where you did not know And the money came. Oh, I've been there. I, I, I've, Jesus can manufacture money. Jesus, Jesus, you know, they try to trap Jesus. You remember? They try to trap him. Jesus, you know, now, now look here. We got this coin and, and, and on the front Caesar. And, and as you can see now, 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 who should we give our allegiance to? Should we pay our taxes first? 
pay your taxes, pay your taxes. Does the government get more than we give the church? Jesus says, don't worry, don't worry. Go down, fetch a fish. And in the mouth of the fish, you're going to find you some money. Give your allegiance to God. And that which belongs to the U.S., give it to Uncle Sam. God can manufacture. Are you listening to me? God can manufacture money, but he can manufacture thanks. Gratefulness. <laughs> and he won't. Then, then, then I have a little counsel here. I got a little counsel I want you to see. Put it up there, gentlemen. Put it up there. Put it up there for me. Testimonies, volume two. 518, 519, 519. And, and I want us to read this because the teachers say when the students read it, it, it something happens. Something happens. So read it. I was shown that the recording makes up and put into the, and also of the, of the means. The eye up takes of every devoted to his and of the or of the no don't don't run so fast because I, I know you don't want to see that part, you know. I don't I don't want you to run past this. Bible said the, 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 the testimonies say. The motive in giving is also those who made the sacrifice in sincerity of soul with an eye single to the will not lose their I have one more. You're going to love this one more. Because I, I think I like, that was beautiful. But I, I put the next one. Come on, come on, Troy, Brother Willis, put, put the next one right here. Yeah, yeah. Desire of Ages, page 65. Ooh-wee. <laughs> page 65, quote, say it with me. If we have given our... Stop, stop right there, stop right there. Stop right there. Everything that we do here at Abundant Life hinges, hallelujah, on one simple thing, two-letter words, if. Church, say if. If we have given our hearts to Jesus, we also shall bring our gifts to him. Spiritual gifts, financial gifts, your body, your everything. Because none of it belongs to us. But, but, but it got specific. Our what? And? I'm thinking the gold is like the Benjamins. The gold is like the Benjamins. And the silver is like the coins. Bring both of them. Our most precious earthly our highest mental and will be what? Oh man, I gotta give, I gotta give this a hand. Come on, take a hand up there. Take a hand. You got a hand right there. Freely. 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 Church say freely. Is that, is that come out beautifully, freely? Are you free? Are you really free? Everything she says, our highest mental and spiritual endowments, it's saying not your leftovers. 
not what's left. You give God first fruits. See, God cannot be bribed with our acts. He's all into the heart. Whatever I'm doing, he's less concerned about the activity and more about the heart in the activity. So Jesus is seated and he's watching us worship, searching our souls, seeing if we are plugged in, if we are involved, if we are engaged, if we are thankful. He's looking to see if you're just occupying a spot today. He's waiting for us to bless his name because he's been good. What Jesus saw that morning in church on Sabbath was Hollywood. A parade. But he's still looking today, searching. He's noticing if you've really committed yourself to that ministry. He's looking at whether your tithe is the first time for the year. Is looking at whether the hand putting in the funds is guided by a heart that loves God. And if you want to impress God today, impress him with your heart. So why is Jesus, why is Jesus impressed with this unassuming widow that his disciples, he said, come quick. Disciples, Peter, James, and John, come on. I got to show you something. You see this old woman here? Take note. Take note. Jesus noticed a couple of things about her. He said, he, you know, the first thing he noticed was that she first gave herself to God. Give yourself first to God. Because if, if you're just giving, giving your service and your time, your time, your influence, and your opportunity, God doesn't care because you could burn in hell. And you have blessed thousands. God wants you. You wants you first. And I figure if he gets your heart first, then he'll get something out of you. She first gave herself to God. She gave willingly, freely. She puts God first. Proverbs 3, 9 says, you don't give the what left, what's left over, leftovers. You give the first fruits. Then he, he noticed she gave consistently. See, she refused like so many today to use her power of giving or not giving, her power of serving or not serving, her power of coming to church or not coming to church, to shape the church in what she wanted it to be. She gave because it was the right thing to do. The Bible says, last verse, she gave all. Was she being irresponsible? No. She trusted God. <laughs> she gave up to her ability. She knows it's not the amount given, but the amount compared with her means. See, Sister Widow had been there. Husband died, probably childless, no one to care for her, but nothing would stand in her way because she knows the God she serves. Come on, Sister Brown, play, play me something. She knows the God she serves. Do you know the kind of God you serve? Oh, do you know the kind of God you serve? See, people who have a relationship with God, they know where they have been, and they know what God has done in their lives. Ah, you see, people like those, you can't keep them quiet. You can't keep people who God has blessed, who God has done significant things in their lives. Some people could tell of moments when they were hungry and nothing, and God made a way. 
This widow knew the kind of God she served. She probably said to herself, Sister Richie always say, I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> I don't care what nobody says. All I know is the longer I serve him, the sweeter it grows. More that I love him, the more love he bestows. I've been through the fire and then some through the flood. But my Jesus has never failed me yet. Not only that, not only that, I'm sure she did something. When she tossed in all her livelihood, she claimed the promises that God has placed in his word. She probably looked over at Isaiah 54 because they had the scripture. Isaiah 54, 17, they had the scrolls that no weapon that is formed against me will prosper. She said, Lord, God, Father, Abba, you know what? Psalm 31, 34, 10 rather, says the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. Then she claimed another promise. I think this was her favorite. Isaiah 40, 29 to 31. I think this was her favorite. Here's why. Verse 29. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, increases strength. Then it says, even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The longer I serve him, the sweeter it grows. The more love, the more love I give to him. The more love he bestows upon me. I cannot give God. And I cannot love God. What a God we serve. I know my God has been good to me. I wonder how you feel about him today. Has God done anything special for you this week? Did he open some doors this week for you? Did you cry out to him in your moment of peril? Any answer? Has he changed anything about your relationships? Is he working on your behalf? Does he have a plan for you? Oh, I know he has a plan for me. Oh, yeah. I know the thoughts I have of you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Stand with me today. message today was pretty simple. How do we serve in the midst of trials? How do we give when it, when it hurts? When you put the bills on the table, you break out the check and they don't add up. And you have not taken out the tithe yet. You haven't looked at the offering yet. Ah, boy. And God says, God looks at the bills and he looks at tithes and offerings and he looks at your means and he says, do you trust me? And Jesus is sitting there and he's watching you and the husband, watching husband and wife and watching the kids and, and he knows 
just got to go in the car and he knows the rent is due and he knows bills got to be paid and he knows you got to go to work and he says do you trust me <laughs> and i'm thinking to myself jesus must be smiling too because it must be funny to him we are belly aching and our heads are hurting and we're thinking and we're worrying and we're concerned and he's saying do you trust me come on try me just try me out test me out see if i'm going to do what i say i can do and then you you do what the lord says you serve you find time to meet the needs of our youth you find time for pathfinders you still find time to sing and glorify god and bless others in the choir you find time to be a deaconess and a deacon you find time to visit folk you find time for personal ministries you find time for community services and god says are you missing anything tell me where i have met your needs show me show me how i have fallen in my contract my covenant with you highlight it prove me now will you prove the lord this week will you test him out are you going to find out if he's really the god of the impossible you will never know until you try him you have to try him before you know see that's why the lot of people the lot of people the lottery they say you don't have a chance unless you buy a ticket Jesus is saying you don't know what I can do in your life until you prove me. So I'm wondering are you going to take you going to take him up on his offer this week? Church, are you going to prove him this week? Are you going to prove him from now on? Test him. Check him out. Kick the tires. Lift the hood. See what's under there. I want you to know you won't be disappointed if you try it. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. Father, thank you for your word today. So rich. You have troubled us today, O oh God. You have challenged us today, O oh God. Father God, I must admit it's not easy. But Father God, you've asked us to step out and try you. And the truth is, O oh God, I can testify today. When I tried you, Lord, you blessed. You have never disappointed me yet. You've been through. You've come through for me, oh God, and you have secured and you have saved and you have blessed. So Father God, do it for somebody today who is shaking, who is stumbling, who needs to to trust you. Before I close this prayer, I'm wondering, I'm thinking somebody here needs to commit to Jesus. Somebody here today needs to say yes to Jesus. No playing any games. No games. It's a simple appeal. 
very simple. Somebody here today needs to say, yes, Jesus, I want to learn more about you. More about Jesus, I want. And then my second appeal is simple. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you want to have Bible studies, just stick your finger up, stick your hand up wherever you are in this building. Stick your hand up and we'll have somebody give you Bible studies. Yes, we have Bible workers, instructors here who will give you, they will study with you. Bring you closer to the Lord and Savior we love. I saw some hands. Are there anyone else today? If you're here, you like Bible study, just stick your hand up. Put your hand up. Praise God, brother. See your hand. Is there someone else? I want to close. I want to close. I see your hand. Praise God. Someone else here today, you want to study. You want to learn. You want to grow. You want to be a mature Christian. Raise your hand wherever you are. Amen. Amen. I see that hand. There's a hand right there. That's right, brother. That's it. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. That's it. And the devil is still a liar. And his plan is no better than to have you destroyed. He has, he has hot plans for you. The church is not in a hurry. They want to see somebody saved today. Yeah. They want to see somebody saved. And finally, maybe you just want to recommit. Wherever you are in the building, you're saying, Lord, I want to give my heart to you. And here is my hand as a living witness. I'm committing. I'm committing to you, Jesus. Just raise your hand all across the building. I'm committing to you, Jesus. It ain't what it is, but I'm committing to you, Jesus. I'm giving you my all. Take it, Jesus, everything. My body, my mind, my finances, my family, my everything. Take it, Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you. We know you can do more for us than we could ever do for ourselves. In fact, oh God, we're nothing on our own. You said you are the vine. We are but branches. So Father God, help us to be grafted in to stay. Stay on the vine. So Lord, we may bear much fruit. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing, for answering today. Anoint us anew. Refresh us, we pray. In the name that's above every name, the name Jesus, can the people of God say amen? amen. Can the people of God say hallelujah? hallelujah? Can the people of God say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. Please be seated. That will serve as our benediction. Please be seated as the ushers receive us at this time.